0: Good morning and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host Tyler D. It is Monday, September 27th and I'm joined this morning by Brett Ritchie all the way from Las Vegas. Brett, it's early in Vegas. Thanks for joining us today.
1: How are you feeling? Are you ready? Yeah man, I'm ready. Got a big coffee here and uh, ready to get into it. So for our our viewers who are with
0: us live here, we We've got a special show here for today. It's going to be the, the first time that we sweat an art blocks curated drop live on the show. Um, so there's a big project dropping right now. Uh, let's see if it's officially live. I'm going to refresh my screen here. It um, uh, looks like it's still on pause, but the the project is called sculpture by Peter Pasma. Um, it's, gotten a lot of hype in the nft discords, twitter world over the last week. Um a lot of anticipation. There's a lot of speculation on where this is going to mint out at here today. So, both Brett and I are excited. We're loaded up, ready to fire on this one. Um so, going to have the audience join us and hopefully we're uh, we're lucky and we're able to get in on this. Um you know, One of the reasons we picked this time slot, 11 a.m. Central on Mondays and Fridays, was on purpose because Art blocks Security does their drops at this time. So we're uh, we're going to see how this goes. The show's going to be a little bit different. Um, so we've got some segments and news that we're going to cover, and we'll, and we'll bounce through those. But we're going to keep coming back to, to the auction. Um, and then once it really gets going, we'll be pretty much just focused on it. So... That's our plan for today. Let's go ahead and, and do some background on the project. So, I've got the screen up here. Project one seventy three, sculptor. Um, I'll read the tagline from Peter: "An exploration and generating forms in three D space." Um, so, as you can see from the image, it's you know it's a three dimensional uh, rendering there of some type of a, a sculpture. What drew me to this project and the reason why I'm so hyped about it is we haven't really seen anything like this from art blocks yet uh, with respect to, you know, generating 3D sculptures in, in 2D. We've had a few 3D projects, but nothing like this. And whenever I see something for the first time I pay attention and I think the market could potentially react well. Brett, what, what are your initial reactions? Why are you minting today?
1: So one, I like them. I think they look cool. But when you see a lot of these big players, Vincent Bandeau, a bunch of other uh, big artists within Artblocks. Also, I've seen a lot of the most successful Artblocks artists hyping this up, as well as some of the biggest collectors. It's hard to not take notice of that. People were retweeting this tweet where it was like the image on one side and then the code to generate the image on the other side. And it just looks cool. And one of the cool things about these art box structures is it used to be just like this insane gas fort, which by now uh, the top people are so sophisticated. Like it would be selling for 0.4 or something really low. And it was almost like random who would get it. So this is a little fairer. Uh, I'm curious to see where it goes too. With all this hype, you think it might go like five or six, but very often in art box, even the hyped up ones, they, it goes lower than that. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting to watch.
0: Yeah. Fingers crossed. And so let's talk to our audience who may not be familiar with the, uh, through this pricing structure. So our um, blocks just recently switched to Dutch auction format, which means you start at a high price, you know, h- typically higher than anyone's going to reasonably pay. And then you reduce the price uh, over a period of time, typically five minute windows until you get down to either a, a final resting price, or when the buyers have, have bought up the full supply. Uh, so for today specifically, it's starting at 15, and we are officially live on the board. Folks can purchase at 15 right now, and then it's going to drop to 12 and a half, 10, 8, 6, 5, 4, 3 and a half, 3, so on, every five minutes. So. I've been combing the discords this morning, trying to read the, the market and what some of the sharps think this is going to go at. It's a mixed board. I've seen everything uh, from between five and six ETH, which is pretty high mint top price. It would be near the top of, of what we've seen, um, and others think it could go as low as two and a half to three. Um, so, of course, you know both Brett and I want to try to mint at the, the mint price possible, but I'm ready to fire as high as five or six if needed. I think four is my sweet spot. That's why I'm really hoping to be able to get it somewhere between three and a half and four. Um, well, it looks like we actually have our first mint on the board already. Wow, two mints at 12 and a half.
1: Yeah, That's bullish. I mean, That's paying I like to go for the the big serial number. I don't think it matters too much. But it's also – they like the people that are minting there are just so different than me, right, mm-hmm. in, in what I'm trying to do. So they're typically like really wealthy, big collectors, um, somebody that they make value that high cereal. And they also like, just want to get a piece. So they just, they just go in there guns blazing, even though they know they can get it cheaper later.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So we'll see, we'll keep coming back to this, Um, but we do want to cover some, some market news. So let's go ahead and jump into our top news from this weekend. It's one of ones. It was one of one weekend in the digital art and NFT world with multiple artists setting all-time high sales. Um, So I'm showing right here a piece from XCopy, all-time high in the city. Named appropriately, it sold for 1,000 ETH on Saturday to super rare 88 um, the record sale i believe that we've seen uh, for 4x copy as well as on super rare site at 2.9 million dollars uh, just set the world on fire ever the one of one market definitely ran a bit after we saw this and then we we proceed to see a few all-time highs as well from an artist serialized I'm going to show his page here as well. Um, you can see some of his style. It's this similar um, a cartoonish. It has animation in each of the pieces. This is an artist that uh, some of the, the sharps and whales have been going after for the past few weeks. Uh, we saw two sales, one at 60 ETH and then one at 67 here over the weekend. Um, I'm a big fan of Serialite. One of the, the reasons I like their work is it's it's very distinctive and it passes that recognition test for me is this, if you can, if you see a a piece of digital art, can you recognize right away who the artist is? And I think serial light passes that test. Certainly X copy does as well. Um, And and I like these pieces a
1: lot. Um, It's just like, I, I don't, I wouldn't spend this much personally. I'm not saying it's not worth it. It's just not my like, um, collector style to to spend uh in like this level of pricing um but I, I think these are cool
0: yeah for sure and they're definitely out of my range a bit right now and i actually tweeted out a project yesterday for those with smaller budgets more reasonable budgets you know like myself um there's a project called Stampoo. who uh, it's a series of stamp nfts they all have different images there's some allusion to, to video games. Um, Seerlight actually designed two of these. It's this potions piece, and then uh, the heroes uh, starter kit here. Um, and you can see the entrance price is about 0.2 ETH for the potions, and then it's a little bit higher uh, for the, the starters kit. So for those who are interested in Seerlight, take a look at that project. Um, disclaimer, I do own one of the potions, no intent to sell. Um, but it's nice to be able to find these artists and other projects with potentially lower inter- entrance points um, for more people that can participate.
1: Yeah. Like X copy, if you look two years back, you, you could get those pieces for fairly cheap. And if you had like the, either, you know, the vision or you just like them and then you, you held through like these big runoffs, you're sitting on a gold mine. Like I like the X copy pieces a lot. I think that was a good buy at mm-hmm. a thousand each. Uh, the thing about one-on ones from my point of view is they tend to be like pretty liquid. there's a lot of um, more liquid opportunities in the space like if you're going out into one-on one one ones thinking you're gonna flip them you know thinking you're gonna make fast money, I think that's the wrong approach. it's It's a much more long-term play but the the upside can still be, um, as big or bigger than anything else but uh I, those for me are like going my long-term bag and again i look more in the like 0.5 to 2 sort of pricing range where there's a lot i mean you if you can discover an up-and-coming artist before they become one of these next uh big stars i think there's a lot of opportunity there but don't expect it to happen overnight
0: yeah a few thoughts <clears throat> so the the person who sold this bought it the X copy, they bought it two years ago for 10 ETH, which was $1,400 at the time. And then they were able to hold on to it for two years and then sold it for 1,000 ETH. So just incredible returns. I'm incredibly bullish on X copy. I think X copy is the premier digital crypto artist that's going to be that we're going to think about when we think about this NFT revolution. Um, I think we'll see eight-figure sales and eventually nine-figure sales in X-Copy. Um, I know one of the sharps and whales that, that we talk to and follow is Anonymous. He went on a podcast a few weeks ago and said his entire strategy with buying other NFTs is, can he eventually flip these up into an X-Copy? And that definitely resonated with me. Um, at the same time, this is a very illiquid market. Um, So for those who are trying to build bankrolls to be able to go after these purchases, you have to be careful with one of ones. You know, you you don't really see quick flips. Um, I follow the super rare on Twitter, you know, every day, these are almost always either first time purchases or, you know, it's been months or years in between. So if you're looking for a quick flip, one of ones is, is definitely not the space to play, but uh, if you're able to hold long term, it can have some of the highest potential returns for sure. Let's check back in on the auction real quick. Okay, we're down to 10 ETH per token. So we're in the, the third price range. We've seen uh, four mints here beyond the first one. And these are looking pretty cool. Um, so we will check back in here uh, in another five to 10 minutes or so. Um Let's, let's cover the market. Um, so I'm going to pull up the, the three day view from our friends at icy tools and cover some of the the biggest volume traders and movers from the, from the weekend. So lost poets, they've been dominating the top of the board in, in my daily updates every day. They continue just to, to crush. We see about 20,000 ETH traded across their, their two sets here. Um, Cool Cats is up next. Huge milestone for the Cool Cats community this weekend. They passed the 10 ETH floor price for which for a set of 10,000 uh, PFPs. That's just a tremendous milestone. It's only the third PFP project that's gotten there. Brett, reactions to to Cool Cats, and where do you think it goes from here?
1: I think Cool Cats is, is a cool story. A lot of people don't know this, but it was originally priced at 0.06. It couldn't sell out. There wasn't enough interest. They dropped it to 0.02. It sold out. It, it sort of chilled for a bit, and then it pretty much has been off to the races since then. Um, I've never owned a Cool Cat. I, I think that um, they looked cool and cute, and I, I like the story behind it where this is this guy that's been drawing – like 10 years of these characters and um i think i was like well they're all blue and they all look kind of similar and um obviously no one cares right they're great and there's just huge demand for these profile pictures out there too like people really like these projects if you think about how many people are in crypto how many people are on like twitter or instagram like wanting to flex their wealth in some way a project out of ten thousand is is irrelevant to that um, player pool, right? 20,000, 30,000, you keep stacking these projects up. It, there's, there's still demand. And then you have Twitter coming out saying, hey, we're going to add verification uh, for some of these NFT projects. So you can have like, hey, I really own this punk in your profile. I think that's going to do really well for the blue chips. Then the second tier, which, right, cool cats are quickly heading to that blue chip tier which I might say is only punks and apes right now, but like they're making a, a really good case. You've got a cat gang. You have a lot of these other projects uh, that are sort of marching along that um, you know once these blue checks drop on Twitter, people are gonna want to rock something that says, hey, I really own this.
0: I'm ready to announce Cool Cats as blue chip. <clears throat> they're they number they're the clear number three to me. Um, but I do have an, an interesting theory. Personal theory on where I think their their price is constrained. So I think their their cap is fifty percent of where Board Apes is, and I also think Board Apes is essentially capped at fifty percent of where CryptoPunks is. So if CryptoPunks is a hundred floor, I think Apes is capped at fifty. Right now they're about thirty seven to forty percent of that. Yeah,
1: um, and that makes sense to me. Yeah. And the other th- thing about punks is the the wealthy, there's like, there's such a wealthy, um, like sophisticated ownership group in punks that my, one of my theories on punks too, is that if apes ever made a charge, that the, the, a lot of those people would just buy punks just because it has to be number one. And there's just there's a lot of, my, I feel like the punks owners on average are much wealthier than apes owners. Uh, totally, just anecdotal guessing. Well, also the punk asset's worth more, so it's kind of a fairly easy guess, I guess. But yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's fair. And I think the part of my thesis too is if if you're going to spend, let's say, let's say Cool Cats gets to twenty, right, and and Apes Four is at forty. Now you're at a real decision point. If you're you know, if you're a collector who has twenty ETH to spend, you probably have the means of getting closer to 30 to 40, right? And then it becomes a much harder decision. Are you going to buy a floor cool cat or are you going to buy a, a board ape? So I think we'll see them continue to be in those tiers and, and constraints. Um, I think it's going to take a pretty major shift to see one kind of break through that. But now all, all eyes are on what's number four, number five, right? I've heard a lot of chatter about ducks trying to jump into that place, but we got to talk about some of the other big movers, from the weekend. So Roboto's official, they surged all weekend. They were sitting around 0.3, 0.4 last week. I'm going to pull up their page here on OpenSea. Uh, they're sitting around a 1.35 floor here. Pablo Stanley is, is the artist behind them. You know, I think they've got a, a, a pretty solid foundation and community in the project. People seem to love these. I think they've got the the cute factor a bit which seems to play well in PFPs. Um, You know, I know myself personally, I bought five of these pre-reveal. I since sold all of them, but I actually bought back into this project yesterday. I I like what I'm seeing. I think it's some good organic growth. Brett, thoughts on Roboto's?
1: I bought a a few of these also, and I, I got impatient and sold them too, which like, I also liked the art and it was a scenario where I was like, I don't understand why these aren't moving, Um, it came kind of on the heels of Vogu, which mooned. So maybe people were were like, oh, we're not going to moon like two robot uh, projects right away. But yeah, this was something that I liked. And and it's just like a lesson in paper handing, right? If you have something that's (laughs) like, so I'm I'm holding some total dust that like you basically can't sell. And then there's other projects like this where I kind of liked it. But I was like, well, it's not moving. And like, I want to use the money for something else. And then I sold it. And so, like, that's a tier where I think it's typically a mistake to, like, these were at 0.1, right? Like, this is a trade that was yeah, open could, to anybody. You could have bought 100 yeah. of these at 0.1 over weeks, right? That's an easy 10 to 20 X. Yep. And this is, this weekend
0: is a great example of how quickly this can happen, All right? So, to your point, you could have bought these 0.1 less than two weeks ago they're sitting at .3, .4, starting to get some momentum. And then you know, the the book starts to thin out a bit and before you know it it's .4 to 1.4 in less than 24 hours. Um, and it makes so, sense.
1: You see Cool yeah. Cats Moon, Gutter Cats, they're really high up there. Um, that people there's always like whenever a project escapes a one tier, there's other projects that are going to look to enter that tier that the project just left. That, that demand isn't going away for like a one to three ETH priced uh, PFP.
0: Yeah. I think it's, it's two reasons behind that. Uh, one is that everyone's trying to chase the next one, right? We want to get to the next cool cat. Next thing that we can buy for one eighth is going to go to 10. The other is people who are making those sales. So we, we think about everyone who's buying cool cats at 10 people who are selling their cool cats at 10 Yeah. historically. And if, the NFT community, the money just rotates around, right? People aren't taking their ETH out of the NFT ecosystem. So when someone has a nice sale, I think more often than not, they're going to look for another project to pump that into.
1: Um, yeah. So like a very high percent, I think it's a, a really high percent of money stays in NFTs, especially when ETH is flat like this. I think it gets a little, you know, you probably see more, more people just parking it in ETH during a big ETH run or something like that. But for right now, um, that's just going back into NFTs for the most part.
0: And that's why I explained some of the other action we're seeing. So I'll, I'll go back to IC. So Dead Fellas <clears throat> is another project that surged right along with Roboto's. They're neck and neck. Um, actually very similar price arcs. So they were in the point They're at 1.4 floor this morning when I checked. Um, I also want to call out all the, the female NFT projects that had a big boom yesterday. So three big ones on the board with Boss Beauties, the Crypto Chicks, and then Sad Girls Bar. Each Sad Girls did about 500 ETH. Crypto Chicks nearly 1,000, and Boss Beauties 1,400. Some, some really big volume. Happy to see this. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a particular take on these. I need to do a little bit more research and look into these. I saw Zeneca was moving on these a bit.
1: Um, I think that it's similar to when you say, you know, Cool Cats escapes a certain tier. There's demand for like acute um, PFP to sort of fill that gap, which might be like Lazy Lions, uh, Roboto's, some of those projects. World of Women mooned too, right? So there's going to be the same demand for the female avatar type project in in the that next tier so like out of these three right one of them may run i personally like sad girls the best but those are a little darker so i'm not sure that they're going to get the same acceptance however some of these other ones look like just like a straight up world of women copy where to me it's like not not very interesting um where i I like the sad girls first i don't know i didn't get any i looked at it um i might have bought one actually i don't i don't think so though um but with Halloween coming up, you know those might those might do all right So on that note, I have to
0: bring up a, a product that we don't see on the board here. Wicked craniums. Why aren't we seeing them, Brett? I, I keep waiting. I've got a big craniums bag. Yeah, we both
1: have like 25 or 30 craniums. Um, I love them. I still love this project, so they're they're it's weird how how the community or just the overall space responds to certain projects and not others. Cranium's just released staking uh, the first project to release staking. You can take cranium, one cranium and one stallion, which is their companion airdrop and you stake it into a contract for 28 days. You get a piece of art collaboration between the craniums and halos, and you get a page of the craniums comic book that's coming at uh, Halloween time. And there's going to be 30 pages. So if you stake 30 craniums, 30 stallions, um, You get this. It's kind of like liquidity farming in the DeFi space is brought to the NFTs, right? You escrow your tokens, you lock them up, and and you're going to receive rewards for doing so. The craniums are just sick. Like, that's the first project that I really fell in love with. Um, Halloween is coming up, right? 30% of craniums got locked up staked. So the supply Mm -hmm. is thin. And I'm still bullish here, right? I have a big bag. So Um, definitely not investment advice, but they, even though they haven't moved a lot, they have been fairly safe, right? There's never been, there's been one big crash, which is when they ran way up to 0.85 in a day from 0.3 or 0.4. But then that was the day that the whole market dropped like 50 to 60%, whenever that was like a month ago, a few weeks ago. So the timing was really bad for that run up. And then they hit 0.25. They've been between 0.25 and 0.4 for like three months. And so um, they're, even though they haven't moved a lot, I think it's a fairly safe play. You have Halloween coming up, you have a supply shortage and it's, it's to me, it's just clearly better than something like the, the sneaky zombie syndicate, which was like a two E floor the last I saw. So um, I'm wrong all the time, but <laughs> I, I just don't get it. It really like, uh, it's one of these things and you see on Twitter, all these people are saying, like, why aren't craniums moving? Why aren't craniums moving? And it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy where a lot of people yeah. like it, but they're like, I don't want to buy in because it never moves. And 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 then, you know, one of them buys in, but the other seven didn't that day. And then that guy gets impatient. So I think it's honestly you know, this randomness at play here. Um and, and like the opportunity for these to just go on a run is is still there. Like they were in the they were in the mix for number three. Right around launch time after oh, yeah. apes and punks. Like there was conversation around that and then they've just been stagnant.
0: I personally sold a board ape that was near floor to buy some top end craniums, which that that purchase and trade is looking terrible in hindsight. Hopefully I get redeemed. Um 3K craniums out of the supply. That's a huge supply crunch. I think we're going to see. Hey, just to jump in here, there's that. a bunch of
1: mints going here at 6.
0: Yeah, I see. We're up to 186 out of
1: 1,000. So we're going at 6, it looks like.
0: We're, we're getting close to 5 here. So I've been watching the timer. So I think wow. we're going to flip over to 5 ETH here within the next 60 seconds. I see we're at, oh, two fi- okay, we're going. I'm firing at 5 right here. All right, let's. What what gas do we think we're going to need? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go high. All right, I'm going to pull up our gas estimator. Yeah, it looks like 45 priority, 243 max squeeze right now. <clears throat> yeah, 500 gone already. Phew.
1: Yeah, I'm. uh. I gotta move money around, so I don't think I'm gonna get one. But you never know.
0: Who's really going?
1: Gas yeah, war at five. Wow.
0: I'm speeding up, trying to get one. My goal is to try to get three. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. I'm gonna be lucky to get one here.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to get any, I don't think. Barring, unless this transaction will go through.
0: Where are we at? All right, 650. So I'm sure there's a lot in the queue. And I, I loaded up. Really hoping one of these goes through here. Phew. Gas war. Yeah, for at anybody watching, this is
1: how Artbox goes. It's like No Limit Poker Tournament. It's just like you're chilling, you're chilling, you're chilling, and then it's just this like massive uh, clash, panic, however you want to look at it, um, and then it's gone. And
0: kudos to the folks who fired at six. That was sharp. All right, we got 723 are gone now out of 1,000. This is This is going to close here. I'm still I'm still pending.
1: I'm pending too. I so, think
0: I fired enough gas to get in there, but <clears throat> I'm worried it hasn't gone through yet. We're gonna see this close.
1: I'm pending on years. transferring enough money and to pay enough gas. <laughs> yeah, on you're. That's, I like I didn't set up for. Uh, I thought I set up for five. I set up for like a slow five, not a gas four or five. Right. Um, so. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not too upset at missing this. If I if I uh, really wanted to pay this price, I upset I'm set up to do so.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's so when a an box product goes out at six ETH like this, which is five plus essentially what it's going to cost in gas. I mean, it's definitely a higher risk play. Um, okay, I see gas coming down. I mean, you are probably out. Yep, it's gone. I didn't get one. Crap. Um, so it looks like secondary market. It is for these, um, man. Brutal. I really thought I'd be able to get one there. I fired at the gun at five, and still wasn't able to.
1: Yeah, they I, to get in. They, uh, yeah. I'm a little surprised it went there. Not not horribly surprised, but I, uh, yeah. My theory was kind of if it's going to go there, then yeah, you know, I'll just miss it.
0: So um, we'll see how, yeah. So we'll see how I'm secondary promo, plays out. I wish
1: I, I wish I'd, <laughs> I got it.
0: Yeah, I'm probably once the gas settles down, I'm probably going to move some funds around at least try to get one. Because um, the floor, by
1: the way, the other thing I like about Art Blocks is typically on these drops, curated, the floor is going to stay at least relatively close to uh, the mid price at least initially, yeah. and you have the chance of minting some rare, crazy thing um, that someone's going to pay a lot for. So even if your floor is like say 5.75 and you paid six, it's still plus EV when you factor in the upside on some of the rare pieces.
0: Yeah. And, and I think the other thing about when the mint price is this high, you know, just being more selective and purchasing on secondary when you can choose your own, like if you're going to invest yeah. six or seven ETH, right? Picking the one that you want versus just taking, you know, mystery box number 333 or whatever it is. It doesn't look like they've made it over to open sea yet. I'm seeing four on the board. So we, we've got a little bit of time here before secondary is going to pick up. Uh, 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 but curious to see how this one's going to go. I think it's going to go one of two ways. So when geo runners minted out at five, eight in a gas war effective cost was like seven, they, shot up on secondary they went up to about 15 eighth floor that day they stayed around there for let's uh, say about a week and then it's been slow capitulation in the market since then a the part of that's been tied to the bear market and, and art blocks in general um you can i saw someone get a geo
1: runner for 3.99 today in the sales feed yeah so, you you wouldn't have thought that they were they were i thought it was going to hit like 20 and then uh the Fragments 1 last week ran up to 34 floor. Yeah. On on uh, like 24 hours later.
0: But then so. also retraced. So I think that the Fragments yeah. one
1: was really interesting.
0: That drop actually was live during episode 1 of NFTs live. I totally missed it. I wasn't prepared for secondary. I kept trying to sell things chasing the floor of Fragments. I freed up about 6 ETH. I couldn't catch it. Um, it shot up. It went to about 12 to 15 the first day. Later that week, 34, like Brett said. But it's, it's since retraced. It's now back to, to 12 to 15. So I think what we saw in Fragments was the sharps and whales all unanimously hyped the project. And because Fragments has the four different seasons as a component of it, each of them was buying four or maybe even eight in, in some instances. So that took a lot of the supply out right away. And then I think flippers and traders saw the action. They FOMO'd in probably at price points that were too high for them. They don't want that digital art. They don't want fragments in their portfolio. They were looking for a quick profit. The liquidity dried up. And now it's, we're seeing the undercutting, which is kind of the standard once, that we see in art blocks once the, uh, once the liquidity runs out.
1: Yeah. I don't like, I don't, I personally don't like hopping in stuff that's already run up a decent amount, which works out sometimes other times it doesn't. Right. It's just kind of my general strategy. Um, there's plenty of times where you hop on the train that just keeps going like four days, right. At four, I was like, I don't know. Right. They already just ran up so much. And, and then the dogs came out. I thought they were going to drop, right? I was like, well, once the companions come, that should be priced in. So they should drop once those are separated. And so I was waiting for that. And then it was just off to the races from there. And then I was like, well, since it didn't happen the way I thought it would, now that it's at six, it's like, I'm definitely not buying here, right? (laughs) So it works. It works both ways, right? I've dodged some bullets with that approach too.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of how I'm feeling about Cool Cats right now too. like I, I definitely respect them as a project. I fully agree that they're number three on the board. But
1: is I would a, never is buy good, one here for me personally. Yeah. It's just not, it's not my style. Like right. I missed it, and I, that's okay. That's that's how I feel. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with buying it. Right, the the whole right. Bemblin good thing I think makes a lot of sense in the space where something gets enough attention, it gets expensive enough that other people are now like, okay, this is legit. Now I'll buy in. Because I'm, I'm rich, or I don't, you know, for whatever reasons. Uh, but for me, I feel like, hey, I missed that. That's fine. I'm going to try to find the next one. That's my approach.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm similar. I'm the one, if I'm going to spend, if I have 10 to spend on PFPs, I'm probably going to buy eight Robotos or four Robotos and four dead fellows with the current pricing right now, and, and hoping that I can see them maybe do a quicker double or triple versus Cool Cats. But there, there's risks to, to both sides. Um, certainly more risk in the, the, the projects that are just becoming established. But well, I want to switch gears uh, within Artblocks and, and talk about a successful mint that, that you and I were lucky enough to participate in last night. Uh, I'm going to show the, the homepage on Artblocks for Rituals Venice by Aaron Penne. Um He did a collab with Beretta. It's an audio visual style. So I'm going to read the tagline. Rituals combines generative music and generative artwork to create 1,000 unique windows into a singular parametric universe. The music and art are crafted to infinitely evolve, giving collectors a subtle new experience upon each viewing. If left running, they will continue generating music and art without repeating for 9 million years. Um, Just an absurd tagline. So when when this product was launched and I read the announcement, immediately caught my attention. Aaron Penny curated artists behind apparitions actually one of my favorite collections in art blocks curated i think it was really underrated for a while um this was a bit of a stealth drop and yeah. if, if any art blocks could be stealth so it went at nine thirty central uh
1: sunday night
0: uh which was, was delayed definitely it another. was delayed
1: like 15 minutes or at least or something
0: it was 15 minutes it was a long dutch auction so it started high. I don't think as many folks were following it and then we saw it get to an almost min price. So well, one of the
1: one of the other reasons is it was what t- less than 12 hours or about 12 hours before the most hyped drop in art box history yeah. potentially this one that we just watched and and so it's like I think people that wanted to flip might have been a little wary right am I going to be able to get get it was a weird timing. I think it made this one was a great opportunity because of this curated so um i don't think that it would have minted out where it did if this curated wasn't coming right up next yeah absolutely i think if this drops
0: on friday of this week at 11 a.m it means out of central or something yeah absolutely it does um but the advantage to the the yeah so so the advantage to the buyers or the mentors so I was able to mint three at, at 0.5 ETH last night. Brett, I think you did
1: yeah, same thing. well.
0: And then we were fortunate to see the secondary market surge right afterwards. So, it, Which was it,
1: like 0.6 with gas, maybe a little higher when you factor that in. So, like, say two ETH for three, probably a little less. And then secondary surged past
0: two overnight. I think it, it may have retraced a little bit. It was around 1.8. This a morning. bunch of, there were a
1: ton of people that that came in after it hit two at like 1.6 and they all got bought up and last i saw before the show it was like 2.1 again
0: yeah and i i was i actually sold one at, at 2.88 overnight to recoup some of my costs um free rolling my other two plan to hold on to those i, I love this this set um Is i've got an apparition go sorry go ahead that. Uh, The only piece I'm missing now from the Aaron Penny set is I don't have a return. Uh, That was his playground drop similar style. So if folks were into rituals, Venice, how it's like a pulsing image. This one of course has the music piece, but go ahead and take a look at his playground project return. It's got a similar style and and vibe, Um, but warning. It is pricey. I think the floor was 10 ETH. The last I checked. Is rituals the dig. first
1: art box uh, that's like designed for your mobile phone almost? The the uh, layout?
0: So I missed that until you were you were telling us about it in the chat yesterday. Uh, if if that it's is like, the case, I don't know that anything else is mobile optimized that I've
1: seen. So I'm not saying it's necessarily mobile optimized, but they look like hey, these look like phone wallpapers, right? Mm. Which I think an art box phone wallpaper is is to me, that's an attractive, um, like, bonus. Uh, we're in the digital age, man. We're buying digital art, generative art. People, hey, I can show it on, on my. Phone. I mean, you can show anything you want on your phone background, but they, these are like specifically sized almost for that purpose. So, um, not not exclusively for that purpose, obviously, but I think I think we'll see some of these holders uh, rocking these on their phone or the uh, like the screensaver.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think one other piece that was really cool about this drop is they did an in real life minting in Venice Beach, California uh, over the weekend. So the first 200 were actually minted to folks who attended this event live in person. I think that's just super cool. Um, I definitely want to see more and more in-person NFT events happening. I I actually went to an an NFT gallery uh, for Jeff Davis's neighborhood auction drop uh, at the beginning of September. It was really cool to see. I mean, clearly we're in the beginning stages, right? Like the display tech is, you know, version 0.1 right now for, for where we're going to be in, you know, three to five years. Um, but it it's, it's cool to be in person. It's cool to, to talk to other NFT lovers um, or people who just love art and are just now getting exposed to NFTs for the first time. Um, so I think we'll continue to see more of these IRL events um, and certainly applaud Aaron Pinay and Beretta for, for setting that up in Venice.
1: Yeah, I, what I think is cool is the, uh, they did their other project, right, Crypto Venetians, and I'm in Vegas, right? And so the, the, um, the floor on those was like 1.5 ETH in uh, earlier and I was like that seems cool but like I don't really want to spend a whole day driving out there and back and like it turned out it was hard to get a spot anyway and then and then they moved to like eight or ten floor. and then they got hacked for the last like third of their supply which kind of brought that back to earth but yeah I I do like the idea of mixing the sort of traditional art world and, and the digital art world in these events.
0: So I'm sure we'll see more of those to come. I'm going to walk us through a, a few more headlines, and then we'll go ahead and draw it, because I want to start looking at the secondary market. Um, but I got to highlight this Chromie squiggle sale uh, that happened yesterday. Um, Hyper Rainbow Bold sold for 945 ETH, 2.875 million. New record sale for Chromie squiggles. Uh, this set the squiggle market off a bit. Uh, we saw multiple sales in that collection yesterday and, and into this morning. The Chromie Squiggle Four sits at thirteen point seven ETH right now, which is significant because there's over nine thousand in that supply. Which, when you compare it to the other art blocks, they're typically capped at a thousand. You know, some of the uh, other sets are even lower, two or three hundred range. Um, so, a, a significant floor there. I'm becoming incredibly bullish on squiggles and where they can go. I I actually think that we could see squiggles get to punk type prices. Um, You know, originally I was thinking they were too similar and that we wouldn't, there's not enough disparity between different squiggles, especially the ones that are on the floor. But as my thought process has begun to evolve, you know, realizing that squiggles are only 10 months old, they came out in December of last year from snow I think when you factor in that it's a bet on art blocks overall as a platform, as a set of projects, I think we could see the days where squiggles can get to a floor. That's my hot take. I agree or disagree.
1: I agree. But again, I looked at these at when they were two ETH, uh, the supply got me uh, a little shook. I was like, I like, I, I thought that, I think they're pretty cool. Right. I think it's a cool project. And like, I agree with that thesis of like, it's sort of the, uh, like, uh, the S and P of art blocks or something like that. And, and I passed, right. Cause I was like, Oh, there's 10,000. I'm not going to pay two ETH. Right. This was back when a lot of things were much cheaper. So as I said earlier on the show, when something was two, I pass and it runs to 10, I typically don't buy in at 10. And, and so I agree it could go to a hundred, but, um, know i don't like buying i don't like buying stuff that's expensive anyway i'd rather buy five pieces for two from the same set than one piece for ten uh that's just sort of my style and so again i i like these like if somebody asked me hey should i buy a squiggle i i think it's a fine purchase right but i it's just not for me at this point
0: yeah i think that's fair um It's something I would recommend to someone who wants to buy NFTs and doesn't want to watch the markets all day. Like they don't have time to grind discord and Twitter wants a safe bet. I think squiggles are safe. Like sure. It may reach retrace a bit from here, but zoom out. I think it's an absolutely a good bet. They're on my wish list. I'm going to be going after a squiggle here in the the near future. Uh, I've earmarked a lot of funds for sculpture, which may or may not be deployed on sculptor. And if they, and if I can't buy one, or two here today, I might tilt
1: by a, a squiggle. The so squiggles and Hearsts are right about the same price. That's an interesting uh, debate. What do what you, who would you, which one would you take? You can only have one.
0: I'm squiggles 10 times out of 10 right now. And that's, that's a bet on art blocks overall. versus yeah. Damien Hearst. And, and no, I'm a fan of, of the currency. I do want to buy a Hearst. It's on my list, but it's lower on my list. Certainly. Um, I'm a squiggles guy, but what about you?
1: Well, I have a hearse and I don't have a squiggle, but um yeah, I'd probably, I probably I don't know if I would trade it for a squiggle if someone offered me, but um I, I do agree that I think um yeah this the squiggle certainly has higher long term upside, right? Like the hearse is sort of you know it's 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 only got eight months left or whatever before you got to make your decision. And I guess the, the digital piece can still um, keep trading from there. So that supply shock may, may help it out, but they're both similar, right? They all look very similar, all the pieces, right? They're, they're similar projects in that regard, but yeah, I, I would go squiggle, even though I have a hearse and I don't have a squiggle.
0: So we'll have to keep checking back in periodically on the, on the hearse versus uh squiggle debate and pricing. I know a, a few folks in, in our Discord who we talked to are on, on both sides there, uh, so it's going to be interesting to play out. It is funny how similar they are uh, conceptually with uh, you know, the, the similarity in, in pieces across each. Well, yeah. that takes us through our blocks. I, I want to cover upcoming drops just briefly, and then we'll go ahead and close out uh, for today. So there's another Tiger Woods set drop on DraftKings tomorrow the 28th these are the smaller edition sizes so they're going to be incredibly hard to to get but for those who are lucky um you know you can expect to see these be trading in five figures uh immediately on on secondary so it's worth the shot um from the tiger drops from last week they all 10x within a few days so definitely worth shooting for for those on DraftKings. We've got another big Art Blocks drop tomorrow. Um, the artist behind Subscapes, which is the number five most expensive floor project on Art Blocks. I actually didn't realize that until I, I wrote my, uh, my blog from last week. They're sitting around a 40th floor. Matt Delorier, he's dropping his now second project. It's called Meridian. It's a similar style, but it's more 2D than 3D from the images that I've seen so far. Um, I think that one could get crazy, that Dutch auction, especially from everyone who didn't get to mint today who had funds allocated. I think those folks are a little salty. They're going to keep their ETH, and they're going to fire hard at this playground drop tomorrow. Um, is this one on your radar at all, Brett? Or are you firing at, at Meridian tomorrow?
1: I've, honestly, I haven't looked. Like I usually like today is when I'll 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 look for tomorrow. Um, typically, in Artbox, if I'm free, I, I watch all the drops right and and look at the action. I don't always mint. There's definitely plenty of times I pass, but I think there's almost always value at some price within the Dutch auction, and so I'll do a little research today. You're kind of telling me I, my one of my theories too on these Venetians or or whatever the um whatever we minted last night is that after this today's project, either people missed out or they, or they got in and sold some, like there was going to be some excess capital that was saved for today that might find its way back into those as well. This, this drop tomorrow, that might, you know, that's, that's like three really quality projects uh, back to back to back here. So we'll see how the money sort of um, shakes out. I'm just holding those three that I got of the Venetian, uh, I don't even remember the name of it, rituals rituals and um <laughs> and so i'll look today to see to see what's happening but i like i listened to the thing the music's actually pretty cool the bite beats one that they did way earlier on Artbox. it sounded like my modem when i was a kid like the static terrible, uh enough. it just i didn't get it and and this one I, I like that project so i think uh there's been a few times on Artbox where i've i've in my opinion sold too quickly and so i'm feeling pretty patient with uh those. Well, I like I like your move, right? You sell one, you get your money back, and then you can hold two more. So that's that's definitely something I'll consider.
0: Yeah, no, I feel good. I, I feel good uh, about this project. Absolutely. I think as more folks discover it, they'll get on board. You know, the the generative music is actually good. And yeah. that's that's novel in this space. Like we've yeah. there's been there's been really only a, probably a dozen audiovisual NFT projects. And like you mentioned, uh, the audio has been been pretty atrocious on, on several. Um, so this one's pretty pleasing. Um, high expectations for, for where this could go. But, well, good. I think that covers everything I wanted to chat through. Brent, anything else on, on your list for this morning, for Monday?
1: That, that covers it all, uh, from my view.
0: Awesome. Well, I appreciate uh, you taking some time out. Uh, from your for your stay in Las Vegas keep us posted with uh how poker is going out there
1: world Series starts later this week man so uh I'm gonna fire I don't like I used to be a pro so I played all the time now I'm not so I'm more of a I mean I still play like a fair amount so I'll get I'll get in the mix you know but nothing too crazy
0: yeah maybe on the next show I, I want to hear from nfts in the poker world you know what the the poker sharps are all saying at the table about NFTs if they're buying if they're waiting.
1: They love them, man. Uh, the the uh, the poker world has always been like pretty um, quick to adopt the crypto space. It's interesting. I I bought Bitcoin when it was a hundred dollars um, due to poker, right? To play on online poker site, I bought uh, ten thousand worth, so I got a hundred. Bitcoin at a hundred bucks. I fired it. I played 33 Bitcoin buy and PLO game, which is a very volatile game. I played heads up, right? So it's just, I was just gambling. I got dusted immediately. Bitcoin ran to a thousand. I was like, I'm too late. Early 2017, all my friends are like, dude, you got to get into crypto. You got to get in crypto. And I was like, ah, it's a bubble, you know? And then I talked to my brother who was like late thirties, worked in uh, LinkedIn in San Francisco. And he's like, I texted him April, 2017. Like what's, I said something about ETH. He's like, what's ETH? And then I was like, Oh, I was in the bubble of early adopters. It's not the crypto is the bubble. Cause if this guy in the, like San Francisco tech doesn't know what ETH is in April, 2017, I thought I'd missed that one too. Right. Um, and so, yeah, poker players typically have been very early on a lot of crypto trends, plenty of them, you know, I don't get NFTs or, but a lot of them have come around more. I get, texts every week from people trying to uh uh you know hey i want to get into nfts
0: wow nice well bullish on nfts that's a great sign i think that's a good uh closing comment there for us brett as always appreciate it good luck out there to our viewers we'll talk to everybody soon stay safe in those nft streets bye